welcome to the Work For Your podcast. I'm your host, Colette Hennigan. I'm a nutrition and performance coach, the co-author of the book, Work For Your, The Productivity Ninja's Guide to Nutrition. And I'm also the founder of a wellbeing organization named Optimum Living. This podcast is a chance to share some of the personal stories from my coaching journey in a different format as we're going to be hearing from real life business professionals. These are people out there that are making a positive difference to their own well-being and also that of the people around them. So rather than hearing from health experts, doctors or athletes, this podcast is about true living proof. Living proof of what it takes to take care of yourself in the modern world of work. No matter how challenging our lives are in terms of our work or social schedules or how long that to-do list is, we all owe it to ourselves to invest in our well-being. But sometimes the challenge is just knowing where to begin. And we can often be dismiss that start, thinking that we can do it when we have time. Well, the time is now. So please stay tuned for tried and tested ideas, shared wisdom and inspiration about how you can begin to create positive change for your health and well-being. And today, I am delighted to welcome Dom LaRose to the podcast. You're going to hear from Dom, who is a leader of a large global team within the telecoms giant Vodafone. You will hear Dom candidly sharing his own personal challenges with well-being from being diagnosed with high cholesterol when just in his 20s to things such as persistent headaches and how he has built within to his working day habits and rituals that ensure that there are some small moments of self-care that ensure that he stays on the right track. You'll also hear how he extended this to his wider team and how he started to build a well-being culture within those people around him. So really useful top tips here of how to to get people on board with this journey to ensure then that you are on it for longer and it's more sustainable. So let's hear from Dom. I hope you enjoy it and look forward to hearing your feedback. So today I'm delighted to welcome Dom LaRose to the Work Fuel podcast. Dom is currently the head of a dynamic global team within the telecoms giant Vodafone. His team has a range of commercial and operational functions. And I have to say, I know Dom personally. I've worked with him for many years. Firstly, in my previous career in global sales, and more recently alongside his global team as a coach. Dom is an avid skier, is a gig enthusiast, is definitely a gin drinking king. And if you should see, if you've seen his collection, you'd uh, play testament to that for sure. Um, he's a world traveller, so very well travelled, and something that I only learned recently, Dom, when we uh, when when we were, had a business trip together, was that you're actually an expert in utility luggage. Okay, so maybe we will come to that a bit later, maybe not. I uh, don't know. Let's see. <laughs> so, Dom, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here, and it's such a pleasure to have you. It's great to be here, Colette. Thanks for having me. Fabulous. So. I'm sure in my very brief explanation that I didn't really do your role full justice. So can you please uh, tell us a little bit about what you do? Well, leaving aside the utility <laughs> for a moment, um, I've actually spent the last four to five years in customer-facing roles where 
I led the global pre-sales and service team for, for Vodafone Global Enterprise. And as part of that role, I had teams and customers across the globe, from Australia to the UK to the US, and pretty much everywhere in between. So the team I've led more recently over the past 12 months is a team focused on digital transformation, on continual process improvement, and on commercial delivery. So I, I passionately believe it can't be easy for customers to do business with us and, unless uh, it's easy for people to do business within your organisation. And that's what Very I'm true. focused on. So mm-hmm. um, nowadays I'm proud to spend my time working every day on a whole range of initiatives which focused on making our business simpler. Um, so I might be based in the UK, but my team is still global. Uh, in particular, I spend a lot of time in our centres in Bangalore and Budapest. Uh, So one day I might stop in with a team working on developing a new digital platform, next day reviewing the financial performance uh, of my commercial teams or running a prioritisation exercise, or actually more typically I might be doing all three in one day. Okay, sounds sounds like an interesting week. Absolutely. So um, can you give us some insight into what your typical week would look like? So if if you can... Well, I guess the first thing to say is I'm not sure there is a typical uh, week. Neil uh, was going to say that. <laughs> there's never a dull day um, in a week without international or customer travel. Uh, I usually split my time between our office in Newbury, our office in London, um, may have a day working from home. So it's, it's still quite varied. Um, if I'm traveling, then all bets are off. Um, I could be sleeping on a plane or in a hotel. I could be eating in a restaurant or uh, on a plane or in an office cafeteria or, or even on the move. Mm-hmm. So this this sounds already to me so action-packed that this is definitely going to be presenting challenges for your wellness, you know, your well-being definitely. day in, day out and health. Um, so... What I'd be really interested in understanding is, do you have any examples of where this has had an impact on your health and you've actually felt it? Or I've had plenty. Uh, so I, I guess the two areas where it's had the most impact for me have been uh, nutrition and also uh, posture, mm-hmm. um, especially with the travel. Um, so from a posture perspective, when you're traveling, working off a laptop, looking down and and sending emails off your phone for an extended period of time, um, or you're in a hotel room that's unfamiliar, um, I I found I was getting a lot of bad back uh, cramps and a bad back. Um, And actually, quite fairly recently, I had a couple of years where I had headaches more often, more days than I didn't. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was a real wake-up call for me to try and understand what I could do to manage that a little bit better. Uh, And similarly on nutrition, um, as you travel, it becomes a lot harder to control what you're actually eating. Mm -hmm. Um, And a few years ago, I was diagnosed with fairly high cholesterol. And that also was a little bit of a wake-up call as to how I was managing my diet, although it wasn't necessarily strictly stemming from diet it was more hereditary um it still meant i needed to take a bit more care about uh, my nutrition and especially when it was outside of my direct control mm-hmm. and just to to make a note there dom's a youngster to be diagnosed with cholesterol so you know this is uh you know these are a real kind of 
uh, markers for us to to really make some changes so it sounds like you did listen to the body and uh, there were some things that you did do yes I was I was still in my 20s and that was a, a an education point as well and understanding that actually I didn't think that I'd need to worry about checking my cholesterol until I was well into my 50s but um, actually it turns out that you can have high cholesterol at any age Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So it's a, it's really one of those things that, you know, we may not have been aware of. And, and, and also, we don't always necessarily see the effects. It's an internal thing of the way in which we live in. So great that you got you, you found that out and was able to take some action. So given given your experience of kind of the downside of, um, of, of that of, you know, the busy action pack week, always on the run um you know and it being it, i can see just from your face that you also enjoy the job you know so that you like the variability of it and the diverse uh, different roles that you take on it each week but what do you do now to ensure um you know what are the things you've taken away from that experience to ensure that you're taking a little bit more care of yourself yeah, and, you, and you're absolutely right. I love what I do. I love the variety. I'm easily bored, so I love the variety. Um, <laughs> and I'm passionate about work-life integration, so it's about making sure it actually works and you can keep that enjoyable part without uh, running yourself down. And, and mostly it's about choices. Um, so you don't have to be perfect, but you, you can make the better choices along the way. So um, one of the things I found is actually not to be afraid to ask. Um, when I'm in a meeting with you know catered meal as part of a buffet and it's really poor perhaps you know a lot of those containers you can see the silver heated containers mm-hmm. with fried food mm-hmm. um, you, you, you can ask for an apple or a juice or something else that's simple it doesn't cause a fuss and nine times out of ten the caterers can come back with something um, I also travel abroad with nuts and seeds so when I'm caught short in those moments when I'm suddenly hungry or I'm in between in between meals I can eat something that's a little bit uh, healthier and I know you carry fruits <laughs> collect so I don't quite carry fruit with me but uh, <laughs> uh, nuts and seeds all sorts I carried on honestly you know, it's half my my pack in these days so yeah great and and this so this is something that you've kind of just made the way that you work you just kind of integrated it into into what you do so the seeds are just in the work bag and the you know the bags of nuts and you just got used to just asking you know is there something else I could have you know Yes, that's right. When I when I travel, that's really important to make sure that you, you kind of regain that little bit of control over what you're putting inside your body. Um, and even when I'm at home, um, things like um, overnight oats, um, so putting your oats into um, into something with your, your, your milk in a container that's ready to go in the fridge, and you can just grab it in the morning, mm-hmm. being prepared, that's also really good. Uh, for for cholesterol as well with the oats in, in yeah there. perfect those little beta glucans helping helping the blood there yeah absolutely <laughs> and it's really easy um, once you get into that habit it's just there and really simple in the morning so you you've kind of created some structure at the start and then now it's just like the what what you do absolutely so what else do you do to make sure that these things happen so what else have you created around you to 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 well, enable it. So preparation has been a big thing, but one of the other aspects is really having people around you to to help you. So engaging your team, your buddies, uh, making sure you've got um, people there who 
you know, might propose going for a walking meeting instead of a city meeting. I know that's not um, necessarily strictly on nutrition, but the same applies on nutrition. So, um, you know, they'll hold you to account. If you share your goals uh, and your challenges with people, um, it becomes a lot easier to actually um, uh, live and make those better choices. Um, I think the other really key thing, and, and this is a good ambition generally in the workplace anyway but if you if you've created an open and trusting atmosphere around you where people can feel free to tell you uh, what what they think um, then you can also rely on the people around you to tell you if you're not looking that great if they think you're a bit run down or if they think you need to take better care of yourselves because we all fall off the wagon sometimes mm-hmm. um, we all have challenging periods hard projects um, when perhaps we kind of forget the good choices we're trying to make Um, and it's important to have people around you who can call you out on it and aren't afraid to do that yeah and have you had someone do that for you uh yes i have yeah uh, i've (laughs) I've had somebody uh say to me you know dom you're looking like shit today (laughs) (laughs) and uh it's a bit of a shock when they tell you but um and i laugh now and it it is serious you know so to for you to have got to that point because you're a very vibrant you know energized individual i know that you would have had to have worked you know, consistently and that, that cumulative effect of just not, not taking care of, you know, stopping for yourself ultimately. Absolutely. And when I looked at myself after that, I realised, you know, I wasn't taking care of myself and, um, you know, simply even just stepping back, making a few little uh, adjustments. Actually, as I happened, I ended up booking a holiday. I couldn't go on holiday the next day. We were right in the middle of a very uh, big customer bid, which was also why it was a, a particularly... Uh, long hours and stressful time Um, but I was able to put that in and know that at some point I was going to be able to come back and recharge uh, and and, and come back on an even keel. Yeah because I read read recently about um, in the UK how many of us are are not actually taking our annual leave and uh, I think that's kind of Firstly, crazy, you know, because you know, why would you not want to go on holiday? Um, and secondly, I think it's kind of a symptom of the fact that, uh, you know, we, we just get so caught up and feel like we're indisposable, I guess, and, and that, you know, we can't have that break. Absolutely. I always encourage my team to take their annual leave. I, I once worked for uh, a very inspirational leader who, um, whenever I booked holiday... And I used to, you know, do the classic kind of you go into your one-to-one with your manager and you you say, look, I want to take a holiday for these dates. Is that okay? He'd always reply with exactly the same phrase. He said, there's never a good time to take a holiday and there's never a bad time to take a holiday. So take your holiday. Right. So as long as you're planning it in advance, you can plan around it. You can make sure that you use your holiday days during uh, during the year. And that's the mantra I live by. And I really encourage people to, to use those holiday days. They're really important to recharge. But also when you're at work, build something around so that actually when you do go on a holiday, you have a buddy to look after things when mm. you're not there and you can properly switch off. It's a true holiday, a true rest and a break from the day to day. Absolutely. And it's good business practice as well. Yeah, because I, I think that's probably an additional challenge that we can we can take our, our work on holiday with us, can't we, very easily. 
and be sat there on the beach still responding and still checking and our mind just isn't allowed to to have that proper time off so so that's great that you encourage that because I'm, I'm really interested in the fact that you know this guy was able to uh, you know say to you Dom you you know you, you look like shit and he was able to you know feel that he could say that to you how, how um could you just expand a little bit further on how you've created that trust in the team well, there's a number of things you can do. And um, you mentioned at the beginning that you've been a coach to my team over many years. And one of the things uh, that we've made sure with all of the teams I've led, we've uh, had well-being workshops and we put a real focus on well-being in the workplace and on work-life integration. And that does more than help people give them practical tools as to how to look after themselves. What it also does, because you're doing it together, it creates a team bond and it creates that openness and and ability for people to be able to share and, and to understand your goals as well as an individual. Um, so, so workshops help. Um, if you don't happen to be uh, in the company where that happens or, or, or you're able to make it happen, um, th- there's nothing wrong with simply asking people. Um, you know, share your challenge. Just if you're looking to turn, uh, you know, a particular habit uh, around um, or adopt you know, healthy eating or whatever it is, or drink less coffee. Um, it, it really helps just to share that with the people around you. Um, being that little bit vulnerable will also create that trusting and, and open atmosphere as well. And, and you'd be surprised how many people just come out of the woodwork and actually do the same as well. And, and actually pairing it, pairing up as buddies is, is really helpful when you're trying to uh, make good choices in stressful environments. Yeah, because they keep you on track. Yeah, so they're going to question you. I think that's great, and I think it's such a valid point within this because, you know, it's it's one of those things that often gets gets overlooked that. Uh, you know maybe your company or your team doesn't have a, a well wellness program or well-being program or a coach that they can work with um but you don't you don't necessarily need that just to start doing something differently um and as you say just having a, a simple conversation sharing a little bit about your own personal challenges because we all have them you know um we are all human beings and and just being open also changes the conversation from other things you know just the run of the mill and you're going to build deeper relationships just based on that too. So it's great that you've managed to do that with your team and and they feel really comfortable just to tell you what they think. <laughs> so <Absolutely>. that's great. <laughs> um, so for anyone that's like listening that can really relate to your story and your, you know, your, your kind of work week and diversity and the travel that comes with it and some of the challenges, can you give me your top tips? If you could distill what you've already said just down to some of those things that we could take away. Well, that's a um, tough ask, but I guess my my first tip would be you don't have to be perfect. Um, you can read a lot of materials that are out there and it can feel a little bit overwhelming that you've got to change, you know, 20, 30 things or everything about how you live your life. And, and it's just not like that. And one of the reasons I like WorkFuel that yourself and, and Graham authored is that it's really about the journey that matters is, is my takeaway. It's, it's really about making incrementally better decisions when you can. Don't beat yourself up when, uh, like I said earlier, we fall off the wagon, which happens uh, to, to all of us. Uh, and make sure that you, you're kind of conscious about what uh, the choices you're making along the way. So uh, if you can remember not to be perfect, that's my first tip. My second tip would be to be prepared. So we talked about um, the the overnight oats and making sure that that's ready in the morning. 
Uh, you were joking in the introduction about utility luggage, but that's part of being prepared outside your nutrition. You know, I, love, <laughs> I love the fact that I can take a, a travel pouch with all my tech bits or a travel wallet that I know has already got my insurance details in and foreign currency, and I don't need to think about these things. I can throw a pouch from one luggage to the next, and I know I'm prepared, and it lowers the stress levels. So mm-hmm. preparation is probably my second uh, second tip. And, and thirdly... Um, you, you can set the tone really clearly in, in your everyday um, life when you're in gatherings. And um, if you don't accept what's on offer on a meal, um, don't be embarrassed to ask a caterer for something uh, extra. And, and actually half the time you find other people then say, oh, I, I wouldn't mind an apple as well, or I wouldn't mind a, a fruit tea. And, and it sort of builds. As soon as one person's asked, it turns out that um, others also can... Uh, can put their hand up as well so don't be afraid to set the tone as a as a business leader yeah and I I think that I can really relate to that myself you know when uh, I've been around a table and I've placed an order and you um and we talk about this actually in the book a little bit which is where you drop an anchor almost uh to say that this is the uh, you know this is the standard that I'm going for and then you'll find that lots of people will say oh actually could I do you mind if I have one of those as well? And uh, yeah, can you share some of that? And and so they they maybe wanted to ask the question, but just didn't. And so I think it's like, just don't be afraid. Um, but I think those are three really great things, you know, uh, to take away that you don't have to be perfect. Um, to be prepared. Yeah, it's one of mine for sure. Um, and don't just expect, accept what is on offer. Um, you can always ask. And remember, these are upgrades for you. They're not kind of, you know, trying to uh, be super awkward you're just you're, you're trying to stay energized ultimately and, and stay healthy and so you know if you're going to ask the question then surely that's the most valid one you can ask probably in that whole meeting all day but that's just my mind anyway absolutely absolutely and, and there's nothing wrong with being you know the only person not to have that that extra beer at the end of the evening either um it doesn't mean that you're you're checking out of uh, whatever gathering you are you're just making a personal choice at that point yeah yeah and i think especially for, for business leaders as well um i think that is you know it's a good good example to set isn't it you know if you're feeling tired just to say that you know you don't have to be super superman um you can just be human and people can always kind of understand that absolutely okay so um i really like all those um but if, if you had to just choose one thing, so just to take away, what is your essential work feel go-to? My essential go-to is actually in your question, which is do one thing and do make it thing. a habit. So um, much better to do one thing, really focus on it for a few months, turn it into a habit, than try to do 20 and, and maybe not move the needle um, or not be able to remember the things that you committed to in the first place. And that also goes if you're talking to other people around you to get them to remind you. It's much easier for them to remember that you're going after that one thing. And then sooner or later, you can turn that into a habit and look at the next one, maybe. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's a great piece of wisdom. And I think that kind of really helps people overcome where to start. You know, so it doesn't have to be transformational. It can be much, much more subtle than that. Um, and in our overwhelmed kind of schedules, just like the one that you described for yourself, um, taking on 25 new things is just not ever going to happen, is it? So That's very true. Not for me anyway. <laughs> not for me either. So I think we're on the same page for sure there. So 
thank you for that, Dom. I think there's some real pearls there for people to take away that's maybe can can really uh, kind of relate to what it is that you're doing, the kind of work life that you have, um, and some key things that we can use. So it's been really great. Um, I hope people will find that relevant and inspiring, you know, even in this busy week, as he's described. So please um, do leave a comment and do share with someone that you think may benefit from Dom's story. And yeah, we'd love to hear from you. So tune in again um, for some tried and tested work fuel ideas that will improve your performance, resilience and energy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. I hope you have found this useful, relevant and inspiring. Please leave a comment and do share this with someone that you think may benefit from this episode's personal story. Tune in again soon for tried and tested work fuel ideas that will improve your performance, resilience and energy. Many thanks. This podcast is produced by Podient. To find out more, visit podiantproductions.com.